Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the sports desks of the Topeka Capital Journal, the Salina Journal, the Hutchinson News, and all of Gannett, Kansas, this is the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us here for the first taping ever of the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Billy Watson. I'm a sports reporter at the Hutchinson News. Joining me is Dylan Sherwood of the Salina Journal and, of course, the newcomer, Seth Kinker of the Topeka Capital Journal. We'll get into each other's personal lives in a little bit. And as in Seth's words, we're excited to spew our nonsense in not only print, but now in audio. Let's get things going. I'm excited to put our, just like Seth said, put our words from print now into audio. What, how are you doing today, guys? Doing well. Doing good. Yeah. Another week. Another week of uh, sports to cover. So doing good. Yeah, that's always exciting for us. I mean, that's pretty much what runs our lives. Let's get to know each other a little bit. Let's start with you, Seth. You're obviously... Uh, got thrown into the fire real quick over at Topeka. You got a larger area that I think both of me and both of me and uh, than Dylan do. But how how have you liked to hear so far? You've been here about less than a month and or about to be a month. And but how have you adjusted covering uh, that area and taking over a, a big big shoes to fill? It's great, man. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work, like you're saying, but I've just been trying to uh, get to area that, get to know the area as much as possible. I moved here from out of state, so I'm, I'm not really familiar with the area at all. So uh, the first this month or so has just been uh, a whirlwind to try and just get out and meet as many ADs and coaches as possible. Obviously, trying to get to as many games and stuff too. But uh, knowing the large shoes I have to fill before me that have had those relationships for a long time, I'm just trying to build those back up and trying to get out there. Uh, get uh, put names to faces and uh, really get to know the landscape of the area, which I, I've made good inroads on but i know still got a lot more work to do <laughs> yeah that, that was the struggle for me I, I moved here from texas and i was the first thing i wanted to do was of course meet all the coaches and everything and dylan knows a thing or two about connections right now he's been here for what two years right dylan what's uh you're you're kind of the veteran uh more of the top veterans in the area now with a couple of the guys leaving and pursuing other careers um what's it been like for you in uh in your time at the salina journal well, just, you know, I kind of got thrown into the fire right away when I moved here two years ago from Emporia, where I was three years uh, after graduating from KU in 2016. But, uh, you know, Seth got thrown into the fire right away in Topeka, kind of how I was two years ago, because I had to kind of connect with coaches right away. And I just got thrown into the fire my first two weeks and just building those relationships and those have continued on and on through the first two years and year three here has gotten off to a pretty strong start and you know I'm just excited to continue what I love to do you know I've had a passion for it for quite some time and it's just awesome to be doing it for the kids and just enjoy seeing everything that they accomplish and just their reactions to 
everything they see whenever I tweet something or if I mention them on Twitter or everything. They, they want those video interviews and everything. So, uh, but, yep, uh, up here in Salina, a pretty, pretty good uh, start, you know, to the high school scene and looking forward to getting out to some more things as, as we're uh, about a month into the high school schedule. Yeah, and you know what's when I've been to Salina, it's it's a nice area. I haven't been up to the Topeka, Kansas City area. I was supposed to go for a, a personal day on a Sunday, but just never did. But you know what? Uh, we're Salina's a good area. Topeka's a good area, and Hutch. You know what? All of us are Power Five grads. How about that? KU. I went to Texas Tech, Michigan State in the house as well. So we're in some. Our our readers are in some pretty good hands. So. That's the staff right there. Of course, I'm I'm Billy Watson. I'm at the Hutchinson News. I've been here for six months now, and just like just like all these these two guys, been thrown into the fire and gotten some good, good feedback from people, as I'm sure everyone else has as well. And just doing what we love as well, covering kids, telling their stories, and unlike some athletes that we cover, I've never been interviewed, so I guess that's why I took this job. No, I'm just kidding there, but you know doing it for the kids is what what makes this job fun and seeing people and parents reactions is the fun part and of course covering games and seeing incredible highlights and all that good stuff and makes the job more enjoyable as well let's switch topics now and you know we're in kansas kansas city chiefs are obviously one of the teams to watch in the state and man they had a tough loss last night to the baltimore ravens patrick mahomes first loss since he was in college in september First loss in September, and his last loss was in 2016 to Arizona State in a shootout. But uh, guys, your thoughts on that one? The 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 balls by Lamar Jackson to go for it on fourth down, and then he obviously flipped into the end zone for the go ahead. Just what were y'all thoughts? Start with Seth. Uh, well, I I, just, I wanted to kind of defer. I mean, I'm, I'm a long suffering Lions fan myself, so I haven't been able to watch good football as long as I've been alive. So I wanted to see, just get Dylan's thoughts, uh, you know, as a native Kansan on, on what he thought, because I mean, for me, it was just fun. It was, it was a shootout, you know, watching these, those, these teams go back and forth. You wouldn't expect that with um, everything that the Ravens have gone through, losing so many, all those guys, those ACLs and, and Lamar, you know, I saw something on social media right after it happened. that said like, put Lamar in bubble wrap after that, those two, those uh, two back-to-back uh, ACLs that the Ravens had in practice. But yeah, for me, it was just fun watching the shootout. I but I was more interested in kind of hearing what Dylan thought. I know he's been around here for a while, watching, probably following Kansas City football much longer than we have. Well, being a native Can Kansan and growing up in the in the state, uh, you know, lived here all my life. And, you know, got, got root for the close teams. But you know, just when Lamar Jackson scored that go-ahead touchdown and flipped into the end zone, I'm like, believe in Patrick Mahomes. He's gotten the Chiefs to two Super Bowls, hopefully to be a third. But uh, I, I was like, believe in Patrick Mahomes. You know, just find a way to – you got you got over three minutes. You got three timeouts and the two-minute warning. Just execute the offense. I was like, execute the offense. Get into Harrison Butker's range. If, if the time – if just don't leave as much time to give the ball back to Lamar Jackson. When Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumbled that ball last night, I went berserk. I am like, <laughs> you had better get the biggest stop of the season so far. And then when Lamar, Lamar Jackson got that fourth and one, I'm like, you better stop him. 
I, there were there were times that I was like, won't you go ahead and give it back to Mahomes because he will get Harrison Butker in range, and if he can just find Tyreek Hill, and if you notice on my Twitter bio, some and I'll share my Twitter later, but on my Twitter bio, bio, I have on there known about Tyreek Hill since 2012. That is way before. He was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs before he played in the Big 12 at Oklahoma State. He got kicked out there because he did some stupid stuff. But he actually got his collegiate career started in the state of Kansas at Garden City Community College. And I have I have well, there you go. highlights of me calling play-by-play when I was at Butler Community College of a couple of Tyreek Hill touchdowns. There was one where where I I was calling in the game and I think it was like a two score game between Butler and and Garden and Nick Marshall who was the quarterback he ended up playing at at Auburn and I was just went he's looking for Hill and I'm like oh wow and then I'm like 10-5 touchdown that just showed the speed that I knew about Tyreek Hill that long and just last night when the Ravens were targeting on Tyreek, I mean, I think that was the big factor of the game was Tyreek Hill did not get impact. He wasn't as much of an impact last night. And I think if Mahomes would have thrown a long ball and gotten Tyreek for that big play that they needed, especially during that final possession, trying to execute the offense with under three minutes to go, I think the Chiefs win the game if somehow they find Tyreek Hill last night. But, um, you know, running the ball, I mean, under two minutes, that was a good call. But when you have a second-year running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who won a national championship at LSU, there's a reason why the Chiefs drafted him late first round. But um, just a bad uh, play on we saw Mahomes throw his first interception in the month of September last night as well so it's kind of deja vu so I mean Chiefs got the the Chargers coming up on Sunday at Arrowhead there's gonna be a lot of upset fans because everyone's gonna be like Chiefs should still be 2-0 yeah they, they got off to a good they got off to a good start there with uh, the Honey Badger getting a pick six, and then you got one in the the next drive as well. So I mean, you think that the Chiefs got off to a great start? They were going to win that game, and Mahomes went off. Obviously, he won my fantasy football match against Chuck from the Butler County paper. I'm just going to quickly throw that out there real quick. But one and one, 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 right? <laughs> one and one, and I'm going to be two and zero. Oh. I got the weapons still tonight with Green Bay. Oh yeah, football, I got so I got, got AJ Jones. I got some good guys, guys yeah. left. They're, they're gonna go off. They're playing the Lions. I promise you, they're, they're <laughs> gonna do well. Oh man, <laughs> it's, we don't, don't want to. It's a on set. it's a rule in fantasy, man. If they're playing the Lions, st- start them. It's it's, an, it's a, <laughs> Well, I got Hawkinson. So <laughs> even in, with in one of my leagues, even with Aaron Rodgers' poor start last week. Yes, especially with especially with that it's facing the Lions, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> it's just set up so perfectly for him to just torch them. So let me ask Seth, uh, what's it like been being a Lions fan? You know, Matthew Stafford left, and he's—I guess—he's in a better place now with the Rams, even though they lost last week or the the one week in opening week. But what was 
just that process like for you over the years? He was a, he was I think was he the highest paid quarterback for a while and until Mahomes got his half million dollar bag and yeah, it's it's one of those situations where you know I I think. I can't speak for every Lions fan, but I think I can speak for the majority of them when you're happy that, that we, because we had a Barry situation, you drive him out. You had the Calvin situation, you drive him out. Like two players right there that are in the top maybe 5'10 of all time of their respective positions. And it could have been the same with Matt Stafford. And luckily, we got him to a contender, a team where he has, he's got the chance to go succeed. So the Lions fans have this this saying where every year it's it's this is our year and that that saying has been going on for every single year of my life for for all, all, all time but you know for as far as Stafford goes it's just nice to see you know I think every Lions fan is rooting for him and the Rams have a lot, a lot of Lions fans rooting for him this season they, they want to see him succeed he poured his heart and soul in, into Detroit uh, gave him everything they had and they still couldn't get over the hump I mean he had those multiple 5,000 yard passing seasons would we played hurt so many times. There's that that big drive against Cleveland, that mic'd up one where he's just absolutely hurting, and he's, he's still powering through it. So I mean, for for me, uh, and I think most Lions fans, we were happy to see him go somewhere where he can has a chance to uh, contend for a ring before he's done. Yeah, it's good that he had some good plays there, and he, he looked really good. And these he's looked really good in these first two weeks, uh, but t- t- Monday night is going to be a I guess maybe Aaron Rodgers will get back on what he's been doing best, and that's been playing eight uh, MVP football. Uh, hopefully they can do good. I mean, they've had at times where they can make the Super Bowl, but I don't know, especially with the offseason moves, as he, offseason news that he's had about leaving and the jealousy for Jordan Love rumors. And You think he splits after this season? I, it's it's weird. It's like that, that relationship is definitely frayed there in Green Bay. I don't know if he stays there. Yeah, I don't know either. We're gonna to switch topics now. About we're gonna we're gonna go back. We're gonna come back to the to our state right now and talk about just what we saw in the past week of high school football. You know, we had some good games across the state, Northwest, and I think it was Capon played over the weekend as well. Capen, I'm sorry, I'm gonna mispronounce the names left and right. I I I've, I said Capen. <laughs> that's why we got you as the, the high school th- the source. Hey, that's over why here. you got the pro. You got the pro. You got the uh, but. Yeah, yeah we had some too. good games over the weekend. Uh, some close ones in our ranked top tens. Uh, Bueller escaping Winfield in a close one over there in the Battle of 4A. Of course, you guys had some good games covered as well. Uh, let's start with Dylan this time. What game were you at, and what were some teams that you were surprised with, and what what did you see from your area that you uh, from the weekend? Yeah, I I was in uh, I was in Hayesville on Friday night watching Salina South. Uh, one of the two 5A schools I cover between Salina South and Salina Central. Uh, chance to see a uh, 0-2 Cougar team who desperately needed a win because they got a brutal stretch beginning this week with top-ranked uh, Derby coming to Salina for the Cougars' homecoming. And this Cougar oh team needed something, especially after week one, kind of letting one slip. Playing uh, McPherson, who's tied at tied at the top of our 4A rankings. Mac always been really good in Class 4A. Just haven't gotten to the state championship game the last couple of years. They've gotten to the semifinals. I believe it's I think it's three or four in a row for the Bullpups. But um, an experienced Cougar squad that has gone through the growing pains and playing in the tough uh, league that they are and 
the Ark Valley Chisholm Trail League Division One, going against a campus team who's still trying to look for their first win. Got blown out by Slime Central in week one, a game that I was at, 44-6, to where Slime Central had two guys combined for nearly 250 yards rushing and six touchdowns. Oof. That didn't happen on a Friday night with Slime South, but Slime South out, with, out right now with their top running back, Brant Cox, who um, got hurt in, in their week two loss to May South. Um, didn't, didn't expect him to play on Friday night, but, um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but they had, uh, two solid performances from their running backs, uh, Seth Klimmer, who had 80 yards and a touchdown, and then also, uh, Ian Andalon, who transferred to Salina South from Ellsworth, from about 30 miles to the west of Salina, but, uh, good, uh, pieces back um Kaysen Dietz who um had a monster game for the Cougars defensively actually the journal's uh, athlete of the week this week as uh, my pick but um he had 13 tackles two tackles for a loss he had a forced fumble and a and a sack as well in the, in the 36-14 win but the Cougars needed that Weston Freeze uh, solid uh, in the passing department in his second year, starting at South, uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and looking forward to seeing what he does the rest of this year and heading into into his senior year next year. But uh, he's getting on the recruiting trail, and he's a heck of a good uh, baseball player as well. But uh, it was a big win for uh, Salina South uh, last week uh, at campus. Uh, other uh, notable victory from my immediate area in the Salina area. Uh, El Saline, a team uh, who, who is going to look a little different this year with their speed, new quarterback, goes all the way to Oakley, who was in the Class 1A state championship game last year and lost to Opie, who is number one in our rankings again this week. Chris Schmidt and company down there in Opie, nine miles south of Emporia. They are, they are cooking, but El Saline getting a Big win at Oakley, dropping them to 0-3. Elseline gets a pick six in overtime by Caden Goddard. Pick six. I had someone reply to me on Twitter on Saturday asking me, like, uh, pick six shouldn't have happened. It should have been a dead ball after the interception. I said, "Hey, I just reported on what I saw off my box score." I mean, yeah, I don't mean to cut you cut you off right there, but there's been a lot. There were a lot of weird calls over the weekend, especially in college football. The like that punt. The I don't know what game it was, but the ball was touched, and then I think it was it was Memphis. Memphis picked it up after the ball was touched and returned it, and then the conference comes out and reveals that that ball should have been dead as well. Yeah, it's 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 interesting and. I don't know if Oakley's going to go to Keisha to appeal that, but hey, a win's a win. You get it as much as you can. Uh, but other thing, a uh, couple of other notes, you know, Salina Central, like I mentioned, getting that win against campus in week one, they have just found ways to shoot themselves in the foot the last two weeks at home against 
Goddard Eisenhower they lost twenty four to fourteen in week two and then this last week without one of their duo running backs and Micah Moore, they lose twenty eight to nineteen to uh Andover. So uh the Mustangs who had high hopes going in this year after being one and eight, now one and two as they get Valley Center at Valley Center this Friday. And then next Friday, they go to 4A runner-up Arc City, who is in a kind of a weird situation as well, trying to look for that first win. And then don't really need to bring up Sacred Heart because uh, I saw the box score from that game and Inman sitting there in between uh, Hutch and Mack. Inman is really good. 86 to nothing. Jace Durkinson, I believe, that's his name. Uh, big, uh, big game from him. Inman, really, uh, someone to watch on the radar in Class One A. That could uh, be a contender and probably can come out of the One A West. And probably we'll see those OP Eagles. If if I were to pick us two teams to represent Class One A, I would think it would have to be OP and Inman. That would be my state championship game in Hayes in November if it, if the season were to end the day. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say the only reason why Inman is, all, is not number one is because you got Olpe there who's just a, done, who's done just as much damage as Inman early on this year. We're only going to go to week four, so it'll be only more impressive to see how they turn out. Uh, turning to you now, Seth, you know, you're getting some stuff underway. You got coverage, I saw of the Seaman and Junction City game. Uh, where were you at? And same question I asked Dylan, what stood out to you? Yeah, uh, a lot of good games. I've been trying to, for me, I it's just been, again, being new, I've been doing my best to kind of bounce around to as many teams as I can and kind of see them and just try to get a baseline knowledge of them, just uh, not having seen preps football. This is my first year, obviously, covering it. So um, on Thursday, I saw Topeka pick up their first win. Uh, they took down Emporia, and I was impressed. I mean, Tylen Alejos, he's been the focus of their offense this, this whole season. Um, and he, I mean, he scored all four of their touchdowns, three on the ground, one through the air. I mean, he's just such a – I was down on the field level and got video of, of uh, all of his touchdowns, and he's just such a hard back to tackle, man. I mean <laughs> – I don't think he went down first contact like any time, and he was, always finds a way to fall forward. Uh, so they picked up their first win over Emporia. Um, the other games that kind of stood out to me, uh, Washington Rural went to 3-0. and They beat Pittsburgh 19-17. They got uh, a lot of young guys that are kind of stepping to bigger roles this year. Um, a sophomore quarterback and running back, and uh, both of them are, are really kind of stepped up. They kept them together, I believe, on JV last year's freshman, um, but they've stepped in and obviously haven't really been a letdown so far. Um, Rossville, another team that stood out. Uh, they they won forty four to twenty. I know uh, Silver Lake, another team that they're currently battling one and two, as I've quickly learned. Uh, Silver Lake dropped their game uh, to Riley County, so uh, Rossville kind of stand at the top of the rankings there. Um, another one that stood out: Junction City beating Seaman. Seaman has put up a crazy amount of points, um, and, and that really impressed me. And I think it's over a hundred in their first couple games, just because they've switched to from a wing wing T or wing back to a spread offense this year. And I don't care really what program you want to look at no matter how successful you are when you go from doing something so run have so opposite of what you've been to the past few years it's it's interesting to see the the amount of success that that has really come from Seaman like in this year and and you know I, I talked to Jared Swafford the coach uh, before practice and he, he's like 
you know, when he came, because he's a first year coach, he brought in this offense. And for him, it was about just, you know, modernizing football, I guess, you know, what a lot of programs are going to, getting their athletes in space. And Seaman has plenty of athletes. Um, so they won in overtime. Uh, or no, Junction City won it over time, but I mean, you, you continue to see that progress. You know, Junction City, another another strong program in the area. So I think, you know, it's it's uh, an overtime loss. You know, you hate to see it, but at the same time, it's it's showing that growth. And I think, you know, that loss is going to serve Seaman well come later in the season. Uh, all those that kind of stood out to me, Hayden bounced back. They lost to Seaman last week, actually, but they beat uh, Topeka West big time this week, 39 to 6. And yeah, I mean, I went to Shawnee Heights uh, on Friday. Uh, the Topeka game I went to was on Thursday. Uh, Shawnee Heights was looking for their first win against Lansing, who has an IO commit in Caden Crawford. Just <laughs> I was talking to Jason Swift, their coach, uh, the day before their game, and he's like, you know, he's 6'5", 240. You should be at Iowa already. <laughs> you know, you, he's, a, he's a player. When you see him warming up, he, he stands out immediately. So, uh, I mean, they did a really good job of trying of uh, containing him. I mean, he's a quarterback and a middle linebacker. So, you know, they in on, when they were on offense, they kind of wanted to throw the flats and get away from them. On offense, it was kind of just making sure you wrapped them up and got them down. And um, they lost, they fell, they lost that game. But um, all three of their games this season, they're 0-3. It's come down to the last possession, and they haven't been able to get there. But, you know, Jason uh, Swift has said, like, you know, they're right there. And as soon as they kind of get see that W in the win column, they're gonna, he, he thinks they're going to turn the pro, turn turn the corner and have still have a good season. So... Um, I think that's that's a program to kind of watch out for, just because uh, they they've been through even that game was kind of a microcosm of it. Like they they, they lost their quarterback, so they they had to shift some guys around, and they were still able to kind of make it a contest in the end. They were down early, thirteen to nothing, and were able to kind of fight back and make it a game. I guess one thing I want to ask you, Seth, since you're still new to the area, and I'm kind of familiar with the Topeka schools, uh, with uh, covering Emporia for three years, and I'm not gonna. Not going to brag on Topeka High getting that win against my Emporia Spartans, but I'm not going to not going to do anything there because they're going through a coaching change. But uh, what are your thoughts on the Centennial League? Uh, you know, uh, there are school. You know, Shawnee Heights departed from the Centennial League back in 2018 for United Kansas League. Topeka West and Highland Park or and Seaman. Highland Park's going to be going to the KC Atchison League uh, in a couple of years. I, I believe that's next year. And Seaman and mm-hmm. Topeka West joining Shawnee Heights in the United Kansas League. But just what are your thoughts on the Centennial League and uh, your uh, young, uh, young, or just your short time here in, in Kansas? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was one of the first things I kind of learned, you know, going to meet all those ADs was, you know, like, you just ask them kind of the lay of the land, teams in the area and things like that. And that's one of the things they brought up was the conference kind of breaking up. Um, and, you know, it, I, I think it's just a shame. I think uh, a lot of the ADs and I were in agreement that uh, so many of these kids play, grow up playing against and with each other, whether it's on their high school teams or in offseason with their club sport, respective club sports. And so to, to take away some of those matchups, it just kind of stinks. I mean, they're not you're not going to get the chance to kind of even play like non-conference. They'll have a chance to schedule them. But as these teams move to different conferences, depending on how many teams are in those, those chances become less and less with how many conference games they have to play in their new conference. Um, I know let's like, for example, I know this isn't football, but uh, for soccer, Washington Rule, a perennial powerhouse uh, in soccer, they just started playing uh, Shawnee Heights again this year. Um, and they haven't the past few years, obviously, because Shawnee Heights had left the conference. And so now they're able to kind of schedule a non-conference here and there, but they don't know how many they'll be able to schedule moving forward. And I mean, it's understandable, you know, uh, for some of the, the programs making the right moves to get to 
conferences of their size to play schools of their size. And I understand that, but I think just overall, I think it's uh, disappointing just in the sense that you're going to have like so many of those games mean more when you're playing like somebody across the field from you that you've played with for years and that, you know, that you grew up playing with. And so now they're not going to have as many of those matchups. I mean, I think it's a bummer, but you know, these districts have to do what they feel is right for themselves. So understandable, but disappointing too. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Seth, about Lansing. They're they're actually one of the newer teams into our top ten, and we'll get to the rankings there uh, shortly. But what what I saw, and I'll I'll answer that, Dylan, is uh, you know what, Hutch Hutchinson, we ranked at the top in the, in the top ten in the first week. They are one and two. They had a good win against Valley Center in the first week after what I think it was a six seven halftime lead. And then they completely shut down Valley Center, and they finally got their offense going and held them to 39 yards. Week two was a different story against Garden City, and I was at that game. That was an incredible uh, triple option performance. I can't remember the name of it right now, but that 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 showdown on 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 the turf was just insane to watch. You know the amount of the grit you saw in between the two teams running the similar offenses and the defenses cracking down on each other. A low-scoring game that resulted in an overtime win, a 13-7 overtime win for Garden. And We gave some votes to Garden, and Garden's someone to watch, I think. Uh, but, but for Hutch, that, that kind of was a that was a tough game for them because then they turn around and they play 2-0 May South. And then they May South beat them and outscored them in the second half. So it was kind of a t- it's been a tale of of so many stories for Hutch I think so far you know they they come out in the strong in the second half in that first game the second game they come back and regain the lead and or tie it up at least and send it over time and they have chances and then fall to May South but they'll have a good chance I think this week at Newton to come back and even out their record Bueller I think is another great team and they're understandably so one of the top teams in 4A a good win over Winfield, that was a hard-fought game. I think that we all thought that was going to be easily Bueller's, considering Winfield's strength of schedule was a little on the soft side. But but man, Winfield gave Bueller a little bit of run for, for their money, and so I think that Bueller El Dorado game this week will be really good, considering they're right next to each other in the rankings. And again, stay tuned if you're listening to this because we'll announce the rankings as well. But yeah, that really stood out. The game I was at, Nickerson and Lions. You know what? No, I don't think anybody in the state knew that game was going to be as hyped as it was, and I'm I'm kind of glad I went to that game too. Yeah, it it was it was a mini, it was like a mini shootout almost. And Nickerson hasn't won a game in eleven now twelve games dating back to 2019. And Keaton Evans is is a kid you want to keep your keep your eyes peeled for. He's apparently one of the top rushing leaders in the state right now, and he put it all on the left it all on the field on Friday night, and he got it done on the ground. and And Panthers were this close; they were that close to winning their first game in two years. But you know what? I, the Lions, 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 they went down and they got a turnover, and and uh, they went down the field in the final couple minutes and uh, put the game to bed. and Carl Nolan, I want to shout him out from Lions. He got his first head coaching win over there as well, and he said that that program, they're not looked upon really well because they're small and they had to want. But he thinks they're a special group and maybe some other team to watch as well over in the small school area. 
we're going to take a break now. And coming up next, we're going to talk to Clayton Evans. Those of you don't know, he's been in the hospital recovering from a back injury. And we'll get to talk to him coming up next. After the break, you're listening to the Connect Kansas Sports Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you again for listening on to the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. Our first guest here on the pilot episode of the podcast comes from uh, the head co- head softball coach of the Hutchinson High Saltox, Clayton Evans, who uh, he's been in the hospital for a few months now recovering from a, a severe spinal cord injury. But here on video, he, he's looking way better than he's been looking ever. And coach, uh, thank you for taking the time to doing this. And great to see you and great to hear from you. Uh, yes, sir. It's it's good to it's good to feel up to doing this because a couple of months ago I I wasn't even getting out of bed, so it's cool to be doing this. Yeah, for sure. I, I tried re- we tried getting this going, but then I pushed it back just because of trying to set this up. So I really appreciate you for sticking with me on this, and it's a great I think it's a great thing for you to come out here and talk. And I mean, if people don't know that you're doing good, they'll at least be able to hear your voice. And you you let them know that you are doing good. Uh, let me just ask you simply straight out: How has your recovery process been? You know, you went from uh, you were I bet you were in Lawrence. Now you, you're in rehab right now. Uh, what's that whole process been like for you? Yeah, man. It's it, and right about now is when I really kind of looked back on that whole process. Not you know a few weeks ago, just because it's it, it seems like forever ago, but it also seems like yesterday. I was in Lawrence, and um, man, it was it's in Lawrence, Kansas at, at KU Med. Well, KU Med's in Kansas City. Lawrence is where my accident happened. And uh, that's where they perform, performed my uh, spinal curl uh, surgery. Um, they actually had to do it in two bits because I uh, about, about flatlined on the table after the first one. And they got about six hours done and um, complications happened. And luckily I'm still here. They got the last four done. And um, yeah, now I'm in Colorado at one of the best um, spinal cord rehab places in the country. And uh, it's, it's, it's amazing out here. You know, I love to be out here. I wish I wasn't out here, but the, the fact that, you know, the injury happened, I'm glad to be out here. Um, and man, they're, they're, I'm learning my, how to have to do my balance again, you know, just sitting on the edge of the bed or sitting on a mat, learning my balance all over again, um, to just learning how to get into vehicles today. I've learned how to get into a truck and it's not, you know, it's a little different than what it used to be. And, takes a lot of technique and strength helps, but it's a lot of technique. And man, I, I didn't realize how unflexible I was till I got out here and we're working on that just because it helps with every piece and man rehab every day. I got physical therapy, um, occupational therapy. Uh, they have what's called mat class, which is a lot of just um, learning how to sit up on your own um, when you're laying down and, um, and everything's out here. Just everything out here is for you to be learn to be independent. Um, and, and that's their goal and they're, they're darn good at it. So we're getting close. That's great to hear. Like one of the things that, that really stuck out to me about this whole process with you is just, uh, the, 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 the community support that just happened. You know, I've been here, I've been here three months and t- I talked to you and seen you the, just the other week, finding out about the accident, which hit me hard. And then seeing the, just the support you guys and you and your family, got from the community, you know, all the, all the fundraisers, all the charity, the, the events going on to raise money and help you guys pay your bills. And, you know, 
that that really stood out to me. And what what's that support been like to the community? You know, you, Melissa says that you guys have grown up here and this is your home and they returned the community just returned the favor for you guys. Yeah, they, they it's I wish I had words to describe how amazing it was because, um, you know, you're never prepared for something like this. But um, the community just uh, from day one, whether it was high school kids, teachers, principals, friends, family. I mean, I, I'm going to forget somebody, but I've seen so many people have just stepped up and um, whether it's as, as big as encouraging words or as big as um, setting up a fundraiser, they're all huge and they're all helpful. And um, unfortunately, yeah, we got some expenses that come along the way with this process and um, and some that'll be forever. And um, the community has just been just been tremendous. And then we love it. We love our community way before this. And this just shows you kind of why we love it, because we know that they'd be up for something like this, no matter who it was. And um, man, a loss of words, really. I, I just I can't come up with how awesome it's been to see the community come together um, and support me. I never. I, yeah, it's, it's I think about it a lot. Just sitting at night, hanging out, think about the fundraisers, think about it. I just think a lot. And a lot of it's that. So, I mean, those all keep me working hard just to show them, you know, they're their time and money and effort and then encouragements helping. I muted myself there. Uh, you're doing pretty well so far. And, you know, you're coming to a point where you're almost done with your recovery and rehab and you're, you might be on your way home pretty soon. And uh, what's that excitement be, uh, been like for you? How has that been building up? How has that been building up for you? And what do you think that that feeling and moment will be like once you step back back in a classroom or back on a, back on a practice field. Yeah. I'm not much of a crier, but, but these last few months I've, I've learned to be one, uh, but for a good reason. Yeah. Just, you never take life for granted. Um, and man, I'm just grateful to be able to get back to, you know, my family, my wife, my kids, that's, that's the number one priority. And um, my wife, I can't tell you enough how supportive and amazing she's been and, from day one that I mean, you know, when I was in Kansas city, she had already been working on how to fix the house or what house we're going to live in or what house we're going to build in through the high school. Um, and she's been doing little things like that every single day. Um, just been amazing. Um, so, uh, October, October 1st is my discharge date for inpatient care. Uh, and then my wife will be here for the, uh, you know, the list, the last little bit of that, and then her and I will go to what's called outpatient care. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of a trial run uh, where her and I just, there's no nurses checking in on you. There's no call button. There's no doctor checking in on you. It's, it's just her and I living. We can go out, hop in the vehicle, um, go to breakfast, go to lunch, do our own thing, hang out. And uh, but but, if you know, worst case scenario, there's someone there if we needed them. Um, so we'll do that for a week till October 8th. Um, and then if all goes well. We'll be back in Hutch, you know, the October 8th and 9th. And I mean, just all the all the little things getting back to town. I, just, I can't wait. And I know I'm going to be emotional getting back to the classroom, um, getting back to coaching. All those things are going to be huge and just emotional. And I'm grateful I'm still able to do them. And speaking of coaching, you know, uh, you're you made or the, I'll say the school made a, a really nice move in adding this. And this is the second time I've been caught off guard with who's been called a legend around here. Yeah. But you guys added 
Joe Palacios to your staff. What was yeah. what was the what was that process like for that? And like I said, this is the second time I let a legend slip by, and apparently this is a pretty good hire for you, not just as a coach, but as a as a as a friend as well. Yeah, uh, him and I. You know, when I first got the head job, he's one of the first people I called just for advice. Um, I knew he had a successful program over there at Trinity. Um, did a tremendous job. Had great great players. Great. He had a great staff himself too, and. Um, so I was always trying to pick his brain about softball. He played his whole life. Um, so he grew up playing it, knowing it. Um, so, man, he, he, he's a legend, not me. So I was um, very grateful, you know, to, just to be his friend and, and learn softball as much as I could from him. And then um, when the accident happened, um, you know, he never once talked softball. And um, he just wanted to know I was all right and doing okay. And then um, – you know, once I kind of got on my feet a little bit, Mr. Armstrong and I had a conversation and um, that was the first person I thought of about, you know, being able to help us out because we had some openings and especially with my situation, um, he'd be a home run hire. Um, so I called him and talked to him, kind of ran it by him and it, it took him a while. To, it, it, he had to think about it because it was it was hard for him to leave Trinity. You know, that's his, that was his home. He had great things going there, but um he just really wanted to support me and it came and I don't want to say it came down to me, but um, him and I are good friends and he kind of knows what I'm going through and he wants to help me out. And um, he was excited to do that. Um, that I know leaving Trinity was so hard for him because everyone over there is awesome. But um, ultimately he did luckily, you know, decide to join our staff and it's going to help me out a ton. Yeah. That's, that's the, when he talked to me, he said that, y'all were close friends and that you, that's a major part of it that uh, him deciding to help you would, would be possible. I'm going to stick around the sports area real quick. You said you've been following Hutch sports. Uh, you're, you're not out of the neighborhood. You're, you've been watching Hutch and following along with Hutch sports. Uh, the Sawhawks football team right now is one and two tough loss to May South and to garden city after their opener against Valley center. But uh, just what are your thoughts about the football team this year? Yeah. Um, how cool is it that I can watch the games uh, from Inglewood, California, you know, on a Friday night, I grab my popcorn and pull up the laptop or my phone and I'm watching those, those guys play. And so many of those guys, if not all of them, I had in seventh grade football. So it's so cool to see them playing uh, now on varsity Friday night lights. Um, yeah. It has some tough losses. Um, too many turnovers, you know, can't beat ourselves. Those guys know that. The coaches know that. They'll get it fixed. Um, gosh, so many of those. It's so cool to see their names called from Zach Hogan, man. I saw him and uh, Kepler at the gym every single day. Um, and that was after they worked out at the high school with, with the team. And so it's so cool to see those guys succeed there on the field. And um, Daniel Hernandez and, um, oh, man, I could, I'm, I could name the whole team. And it was so fun to see those guys go from seventh grade to eighth grade to eventually varsity football and just knowing those guys from the classroom they're great kids they work hard coach vernon he's a great coach they got great assistance there's no doubt in my mind that by the end of the season they'll be uh they'll be getting after it the one person i will take credit for though um is uh the kicker the freshman kicker um unfortunately that was my specialty in high school also was kicking but I also let people know that I led my team in receptions. Also, I was not just a kicker, but I love working with kickers. Um, so I definitely make it a point when he's kicking on Friday nights. I love watching him because 
man, when he, his leg in seventh grade, I was like, shoot, you're already better than me than when I was a senior. Um, which is why he's kicking on Friday nights for varsity. So he's the only one I'll take credit for. The rest of them are just great kids. He's a great kid too, though. Cool, cool. Yeah, they got a good chance on Friday to bounce back against Newton at Newton at 7 o'clock on Friday. Uh, I'm sure you'll be watching that as well. Uh, what's your quick score prediction, if you have one in mind for that one? Uh, yeah, you know, no disrespect to Newton because I know they got great coaches and staff too over there, but I could see us putting up 49. I think 49, uh, let's say 14. Man, bold. That's a bold. Defense might be mad at me for that one. but <laughs> Now that, that's just you being your cheering on your school and your hometown. But, um, you know, we're all excited to have you back. I know that will be a sweet moment for you once you step back in Hutch and step back on campus on, a, on a, any type of sporting event field. And that will be a great moment to have you back here in Hutch. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I can't tell you enough. I'm nervous, scared, but but more so excited. For sure. I appreciate you for taking the time, too. You know, I know you've been having busy days and just taking the time. Even at what a time zone in the way of us, we still get to chat this over. That's Clayton Evans, the head coach of the Hutchinson Salt Hawks. He's going to make his way back soon and, and make a full recovery. Appreciate your time, Clayton. Yes, sir. Thank you. I loved it. Yeah, we'll be right back after this. And welcome back, guys. Thank you for listening in to the pilot, the first taping of the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. Billy Watson, Dylan Sherwood, and Seth Kinker, all Gannett High School sports writers here today. And thank you for tuning in. As always, we'll try to keep this going on a weekly basis, and we'll get things going here after the break with uh, let's let's switch into some some JUCO ball. Uh, Dylan, you were at. Kansas Wesleyan at Bethel, a, a top 25 matchup over there, and, man, you had a good one. Yeah, these two teams met back in the spring when the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference opted to have a spring portion of the season. But uh, Kansas Wesleyan, who was looking for their third consecutive KCAC regular season crown, I got spoiled last year because they lost back-to-back games against Avila and Southwestern. I was in back-to-back weeks, but then K-Dub ends up winning their final couple of games in the fall and then end up going 3-0 in the spring and including a 28-21 victory over Bethel in North Newton. And it was it lived up to the hype, especially week three this year could determine the front runner for the KCAC regular season crown and Kansas Wesleyan for the second consecutive meeting trailed by 11 early on and they pick up a 31 to 24 victory over the Threshers they get a touchdown from Aaron Jenkins from Isaiah Randall 8 yard touchdown with 206 left a big sack by Devonte Brooks with about 10 seconds left Bethel was trying to get back to the line on fourth down to try to spike it. They weren't lined up, get called with a false start penalty, caused a 10-second runoff, and Kansas Wesleyan with a big win. I expect them to jump into the top 10 of the NAIA poll when that comes out. But uh, Isaiah Randall throws for 405 yards on 24 of 38 through three touchdowns. 
He did have two picks, but uh, um, Aaron Jenkins, 11 catches, 217 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, this Kansas Wesleyan group is fun to watch, especially with a lot of these guys that had to play last year. They returned only two starters on each side of the ball, but they're experienced this year, and they're trying to get that KCAC crown back here to Salina, 3-0. and They got their arch-rival Bethany in Lindsburg on Saturday, a game I'll be at uh, covering Kansas Wesley on Saturdays after my, my long uh, – Friday nights of wherever I, I'm at. But um, luckily enough, these first four K-Dub games have been at night and uh, through the month of October, uh, wherever I'm at on Friday night, then I'll have to turn around for an afternoon game. So busy, busy time of the year and excited to continue covering the Coyotes. And uh, they got a tough one coming up in a couple weeks at Avila. That'll, that'll be a... I'll be a ranked showdown. That one should be interesting. And then the other matchup I'm looking forward to will be on November 13th when they host Southwestern on senior day. So that one will be interesting as well. But Coyotes doing well. Um, I know Billy covers Hutch. Juco, uh, preseason number one. And lost to, and you, lo- yeah, lost to Coffeeville yeah. at Coffeeville. Yeah, uh, Jeff Liker doing good things with the Red Ravens, and then they come home and they lose to our tribal Butler. And knowing, a- and you know what, that was that was kind of a stunner because you know what, but I don't think anyone thought Butler was going to come in and just put the beating on Hutch that they did. And you know what, uh, Hutch being number one, you know they obviously had a target on their back immediately. That was known at uh, uh, at media days, and Drew Dallas knew that, and he had a bunch of guys leave and go on to uh, Division one programs, but he also had a steady group of guys come back as well, including Dylan Libel quarterback at quarterback, and Ty Edwards, the MVP of the championship game against Snow, which was obvious, which was a great game by the way. If you didn't get to see that national championship game over in Arkansas, I was there and. That comeback was unbelievable, but so far none of that has really transpired into W's yet. They have a good chance this weekend against Fort Scott, and they got the, they had a bye week last week to think things over and correct those mistakes. And Drew Dallas was obviously will, will want to get that back, and they have a good chance again against Fort Scott. Another good another week to go one and zero, as he would say. And uh, I want to go back real quick to the prep side of things and shout out Trinity for getting their first win first win of the season as well. Caleb Sanger with four touchdowns. He was in my top performers article. And let's, let's we're going to stay now with preps and get over to our rankings. We're taping today on Monday the 20th, September 20th, and we just came out with our week four rankings. And we will introduce those right now. They're obviously all over our social medias and our websites, Butler County, Times Gazette, Hutchinson News, Salina Journal, Topeka Capital Journal, all the all the family of Connect Kansas. We're gonna run this down starting with class six A. And number one has not changed. The Ohio State of Kansas is what I call them. Derby at one. Blue Valley North two. Olathe North. Did I say that right, Dylan? Yes, Olathe yes. North. <laughs> Good. There we go. I don't want to get anyone mad. Lawrence at four. Manhattan at five. Blue Valley Northwest six. Washburn Rural seven. Blue Valley eight. Dodge City. 
at nine, who was not ranked. They came off a 35-16 win over Wichita South, and they have already a tough matchup this week as a ranked opponent. They'll play number three, Bishop Carroll. And then we have a tie for 10th between Free State and Junction City, who just came off their overtime win against Seaman. They'll have Washburn Rural this weekend. There you go, another top 10 matchup right there. Seth's game uh, he might go to this week. Yes, sir. That's a good game. Absolutely. Looking forward to that one. Steve Bueller versus Randall Zimmerman. Good one. Good one. (laughs) Now, 5A now with Mill Valley. Nothing changes there. Cape on. Cape in. Cape in. Yeah. I'll get get that right by the next episode, I promise. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, They beat Wichita Northwest this weekend in really dominant fashion. They play... Winless Great Bend this week. Bishop Carroll at number three. They'll have Dodge City, as I mentioned before. Mays, the Arc Valley Division One current undefeated team right now. They defeated Newton last week. They'll play Arc City this week. They're 3-0 at number four. Hayes coming off a big win off a of Liberal. They'll play Garden City, and that I believe will be a, that can be a trap game because I, I was just mentioning how good. Garden City looked and their aspirations for the season. So look out for Garden City and Hayes. Uh, a good one there. May South, they were eight last week. They move up to six after beating Hutchinson this week. They'll play at campus. At Flex Thomas, Bone. A, at Flex Bone. Yeah, the Flex Bone, man. Ooh. That Flex Bone is that Flex Bone works. <laughs> campus been you, it, campus been dealing with some injuries. I found this out on Friday night. Braylon J, who torched Salinas Central last year out with a knee injury and they're expecting him to come back in the up and coming weeks but Brody Johnson has been taking the snaps for for campus and Jamie Cruz but um, campus did play Mays tough but Mays who has Avery Johnson who's a pretty good uh, dual threat quarterback Getting all yep. the power, he was our, power five offers. Uh, he was our player of the year to begin the year. Yeah, he uh, he is. It's going to be interesting to see going to campus and trying to defend that flex bone is pretty tough. And uh, campus showing why uh, they haven't found anything going, especially playing Salina Central, Mays, and Salina South in their first weeks and nothing doing as they draw the Mavs, who lost a. Colin Shields, who's playing at Hutchjuco, and uh, Evan Cantu, who has torched defense, opposing defenses in the first three weeks. Yep, he was he was he was instrumental in that Hutch win, uh, keeping things going. St. Thomas Aquinas, did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. There we Money. go. Boom. There we go. They lost to Bishop Miege, which I think says that we are all human because I think we all last week picked Aquinas to win. Yep. So that there you go, Aquinas, they move. Went from four to they seven. Not, they, they go from four to seven because they lost to Miege, and they'll play number eight in 6A of Blue Valley this week. Spring Hill moves up a couple spots to number eight. Topeka Seaman, as we just mentioned, they fell to Junction City. And you know what? They fall, but that's a ranked matchup, and... They they, they they deserve just to stay there because especially if it's a, lo- a ranked loss to 6A, a 6A team, then that's just me. That's a Centennial but League. That's, that's a good one right there. 
they'll have Topeka West this week, and number 10, Wichita Northwest, who fell to Mount Carmel. In the 4A, this is a good one, and I'll be at one of these matchups. Tied for number one, Andover Central and McPherson. Those are the, They've gotten some pretty big wins. Andover Central got a ranked win over Bueller last week, and McPherson has just been... been just Andover simply Central winning and Ike. scoring big. Eisenhower. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Billy. Yes, two weeks oh, okay. ago. You're right. I, I was, I, right, I was thinking right. you were saying last week. Yeah, last week, this <laughs> week. Uh, <laughs> get our weeks all mixed mixed up. We get our weeks mixed up. There you go. It's all blended together. Uh, <laughs> this is another one I, I hope I don't mispronounce. Baser Linwood. Dude, money. Money? Yeah. Money in the bank. I'm going to keep go. saying that. They... <laughs> nice. Yeah, Baser Linwood. They are, they, they are three and zero and have moved up in the rankings pretty well. They'll get KC. They beat KC Center twenty six twenty one and they'll play Turner this week. It should that, that, that KC Center game was actually a last second game for Baser Linwood. They had DeSoto originally. DeSoto had covid 19 concerns so that game got ah. postponed I, I i saw that on twitter mm. and i was wondering and then we were all discussing about why wasn't baser playing the soto and it was covid 19 concerns within the the soto wildcat program and i think some of us or most of us picked baser to win anyway so we each got a win on our predictions as well bishop miege uh stays at four they defeated Aquinas by three. That was a good one. That was surprisingly a good one, like we mentioned. They'll play Rockhurst this week. Bueller, El Dorado at five and six. That will be this week's Hutchinson News player uh, game of the week. I will be there after the first quarter because I'll be making a run to Pretty Prairie Fairfield because that's a down the, stri- down the road rivalry I just want to get at real quickly. So there you go, five and six. That's... That's a big one. That's Bueller's homecoming as well, and they're coming off a big win over Winfield 18-7 last week. And uh, Casey Piper, another good team, they fell to Leavenworth, and I think that was a shocker almost because Piper was one of the top-scoring teams in the, in the state in 4A. But uh, they'll get Lindsberg this week. Lewisburg. Moving down more. Lewisburg, my yeah. bad. There's Lu- Lewisburg and Lindsberg. Two, the two Bergs, one's on the east side of Kansas, and one is sandwiched in between Mac and, and Salina. And you know what? I actually went there because we, yeah, we covered the yeah, we, the, uh, the, the Shrine Bowl, Bowl the Shrine Bowl West team practice camp was and at I, Bethany College yeah. in Lindsberg. <laughs> yeah, and I still got my my locations confused there. But uh, good thing Saint they're not James. called. They're, good thing they're not called Lindsberg High School. They're called Smoky Valley. Oh yes, Smoky Valley. We'll mention we'll mention about the Vikings yes. coming up when they appear in two A or three A. Yeah. Saint 3A. James at number eight, not moving anywhere. They're, they're continuing to play six A powerhouses. They'll continue on with their tough schedule well, that's early the on. Sun, and that's the Sunflower League for you. Yep, Blue Valley, Blue Valley Northwest, three and zero right now, and number six and six A is their next one. And there's Lansing. Making their first appearance in the poll at number nine. Big win over Shawnee Heights last week, and they'll play DeSoto this week, who, like you said, they had COVID concerns. So hopefully they do get that in. But Lansing, welcome on to the top 10 of the state rankings in 4A. 
and then Winfield closes it out at 10. A few teams also receiving votes. I'm just going to go down the list now to, uh, just to conserve a little bit of time. Andale doesn't move. Wichita Collegiate doesn't move. Holton at 3, and this is 3A. Southeast of Saline, as Dylan mentioned, over there at 4. Cheney continuing to dominate at 5. Riley County at 6. Pratt 7. Gerard 8. Money. Hopefully I said yeah. that one right. Yeah, money. Southeast Kansas. Topeka, yep. Topeka Hayden at 9, Concordia at 10, who was previously unranked as well. In 2A, Rossville continues to dominate. Osage City. Osage. Osage, Osage City. Osage, Osage, the Sage. At 2. <laughs> Nemeha Central at, Nemaha. at 3. Silver. Nemaha. Nemaha. Man, Billy, that's two in I'm, a row. You know what? In in Texas, we had some schools that were mispronounced as well. So uh, I'm just going to take that gift, I guess. I'll call it wherever I go. Uh, Silver Lake at four. This is 2A. Garden Plain. They fell to Cheney last week. They're still at five. Wellsville, who was previously unranked, jumps all the way to number six. Hoisington jumps up one for beating Housestead. Chaparral and... This is going to be a tough one, Dylan, right here. Mar Hill Mount Dude, Academy. money. Tied for ninth. Or tied for eighth. Okay. Or actually, no, they're tied with Hoisington at seventh. Let's, let's correct yeah. it. They're tied Hoisington with Hoisington at seventh. There you go. There you go. And then Mar Hill is at nine. And then another one, man. Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Cimarron. Dude, you got it. Point on. There we go. Money. They beat Scott City 26-20 last week. They'll play Southwestern Heights this week. They're in at number 10. Moving on now to 1A. We talked about it earlier in the show, Opie and Inman. The 1 and 2 right there. Smith Center, Centralia, Sedgwick at 5, Conway Springs at 6, Linden at 7, Plainville 8, Troy, who was previously unranked at 9, Central Heights and Jackson Heights reaching new heights. Both tied That's at awesome. 10. Love it, Billy. There we go. You like that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the eight-man world, Little River <laughs> continuing to score. I think it's. I think they've scored 50 or more points a game in every single game they played so far. They'll get a good one against Lincoln this week, who is 2-0. And I think I voted for them in the rankings as well. Canton Galva at two as well. They're also outscoring opponents big time. Madison at three. Argonia Attica at four. Wakini Trago. Trigo. 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 Defeated number two Victoria. Oh, man. 42 to 40 last week. In a, wow. I don't know if that's a shocker, but that was just a good one. Simply a good one. They'll play number 10 Hoxie this week. Sedan at six. Chase County at 7, Leody, Wichita County at 8, Hill City at 9, and Hoxie, there you go, at 10. And finally, wrapping things out at 8-man Division 2, Hanover at 1, Victoria at 2, Frankfurt at 3, Axtell at 4, Thunder Ridge at 5, Caldwell 6, Lebo 7, Buckland 8, jumps up two spots, Quinter, previously unranked and out number 9, and Waverly, they fall a couple spots after falling to Lebo. A close one as well. Yeah, that's a that's an inner that's a big inner 
district uh, matchup between Lebo and Waverly. They separate each other by, I think, 14 miles, I think, east of Emporia. But uh, big matchup between uh, the Wolves and the Bulldogs. Yep, good one there. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about our picks and where we're going to be this week. We already spoiled where some of us are going to be, but we're going to talk about that, pick some teams to win in the, in the different leagues above us. You're listening to the Gannett Counties Sports Podcast. Welcome back, folks. You're listening in to the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. Billy Watson alongside Dylan Sherwood and Seth Kinker. We're going to do a new segment here on our first taping called Quick Picks. We're going to pick one team from each of the following categories that we think will win. It'll be a high school team in a matchup there, a college team that is outside of our alma maters, and an NFL team to win besides the Chiefs. I think I forgot to mention that over the break, but... It can be the Chiefs if you want, but we'll we'll exclude that for this week. But starting off with the high school realm, I'm gonna choose the Bishop Carroll game, Dodge City. My winner is Bishop Carroll. Let's start with Seth on this one. Who do you pick, and what matchup? I'm taking the five uh, A matchup, or well, five A and six A matchup of uh, number seven, St. Thomas Aquinas, and five A as traveling to uh, Blue Valley, uh, the number eight in six A, and I am taking Blue Valley. And Dylan, and I'm gonna go to the four A ranks with number ten Winfield going to top ranked McPherson, and I see the Bull Pups taking care of business and. Showing why they are tied at the top of our Class 4A rankings. I like the Bull Pups. I know they came to Salina here in Week 1 and only won by 10 in a game that I actually picked Salina South to win. But uh, the Bull Pups and Jace Pavlovich still doing good things down the road in Mac. So I like I like McPherson. I'll go ahead and interject and agree with you on that one, even though I'm not supposed to, but I will. And now for the, and, we're and, gonna go. And, with the, and I agree with both of your picks. <laughs> I, I like I like Carol. Carol's just too strong. I believe they're gonna be hungry after losing the Derby, and I like Aquinas. I think Carol is like the 2020 Clemson team, and then you know I just mentioned Derby as Ohio State, but. I'm going to call them the... You do realize that Blake Bell... You do realize that Blake Bell, the tight end for the Chiefs, the backup tight end between behind Travis Kelsey, he he went to Bishop Carroll before he went to... Really? Oklahoma. I saw... Yeah, I saw him play. I've known about him longer than I've known Tyree, about You've Tyree You've known Kelly. a lot of guys, I'm going to tell you that. And I'm sure Chuck Cheney from the yeah, Butler I County know. paper can attest to anything you're saying. I have this weird high school memory... Because it, it it's it's so weird. It's so weird, but it it's good to know. But I saw Blake Bell play when he was high schooler. I believe I believe he graduated when I graduated high school, or it might have been a couple of years. Somewhere somewhere around there, but But we all know that you discovered Tyreek Hill. Moving on now to the uh to the college now and NFL picks. I'm gonna go 
on my college picks, I'm going to choose the Texas A&M-Arkansas game. Arkansas with a huge welcome to the SEC, welcome to the Texas Longhorns. I think it was last week or the week before, but they stood them down and said, welcome to the SEC, welcome to the big time. I'm choosing Arkansas, 16 Arkansas over A&M, who's on a backup quarterback after their quarterback has uh, got injured. So I'm choosing Arkansas, and I think they're the real deal. So I have family that is A&M. They went to A&M. I have a cousin who currently goes to A&M, but I think Arkansas is the real deal, and I've heard that they are. So I'm choosing the Razorbacks. And in my NFL pick, I'm going to go just scrolling down the list because I kind of forgot who I was choosing. Seattle and Minnesota. Seattle at Minnesota, 325 on Fox. I'm going with the Seahawks over the Vikings. And Dylan, who are your college and NFL picks? I'm sticking with the Big 12 in uh, my college picks. Nine-point underdog, Kansas State, now ranked number 25. I got to go with K-State in Stillwater. I don't believe about Mike Gundy and company. You win by one point on the blue turf in Boise State. You barely get a win over Tulsa. I like K-State. Even with Will Howard at quarterback, I really like Deuce Vaughn. Run the ball, pound the ball, keep pounding the deuce. That's because I don't even think Will Howard as, played. As, as a KU right? alum, I, I don't really want to pick K-State, but I just like what Chris Kleiman is doing in Manhattan. I do too. I'll agree with you there. K State's probably been one of the tougher teams. I will say, and I will say this right now. But next Saturday is when Oklahoma heads to Manhattan, and I will say this, and we will have it on record in this inaugural podcast, this pilot episode. I think K State will pick up their third consecutive win over Oklahoma next Saturday in Manhattan. You heard it here for first. Wow. And you know what? I, I want to mention I, real quick. I think K-State put in their third-string quarterback. They had, I think that I, I want to. Yeah, they, they, they were gaining reps, and uh, Arnie Green has more on that uh, as he covers the Wildcats yeah. for. And, and that guy did really Kansas. good, too. And then Deuce Vaughn's Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, he did. He did. And then in my NFL, <laughs> I haven't really decided about this one trying to look at uh, oh I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stick with a late window game I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams upsetting wow Tom Brady and and the Tampa Bay Bucks Your middle name must be upset man I like it I uh I despise Tom Brady for everything he's done. And I uh, I still hate that he beat the Chiefs in overtime in the AFC title game a couple years back. And I'm still kind of temper-tampered <laughs> about about the about Tampa Bay winning on their home field and just taking Patrick Mahomes out of that Super Bowl this last year. So I like the Rams and SoFi over to the Super Bowl champs. Wow, and that's because Brady and Gronk have been really clicking so far. 
And now let's go with Seth. What are your picks right now for this for this college and NFL? Uh, so for college, uh, I'm going to take the the ranked matchup of Notre Dame and Wisconsin. And I'm going to take uh, Wisconsin. I mean, they're at home. I know Jack Cohn is going to be excited to get back there as a graduate transfer at Notre Dame. Uh, but, you know, I'm seeing Wisconsin play in the Big Ten, uh, being an alum of a Big Ten school and just seeing what they put up year in, year out with just always churning out great offensive linemen and running backs, always a solid rushing game. And now Graham Mertz is uh, another another guy that's allowed them to kind of open up their playbook a little bit and attack downfield like they had in the past. So I'm going to take Wisconsin there on Saturday. Uh, and then moving over to Sunday, uh, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles over the Cowboys. I like uh Monday yes, night sir. game next week. Yep. Wow. Yep. You're going to say Philly over Dak in the Cowboys. I always love a good pick Home over the Cowboys. Home opener for the Cowboys. <laughs> it, hey, Seth, is Stephen A. Smith going to have a video on Twitter <laughs> after the Eagles win that he, game? He, because I love it when Stephen A. Smith tweets those has videos. Has breakdowns. How about them, Cowboys? <laughs> I always appreciate a good uh, pick over the Cowboys, uh, guys. We got a, we got a busy week this week. Everything's in full swing. Uh, where where are you guys going to be at Friday? Have you guys figured that out yet? Uh, for me, it's going to have to be Junction City and uh, yeah, the game we talked about earlier, Junction City and Washburn Rural. KC and Washburn Rural. It's going to be a good matchup. Wow. I will be at Russell at Southeast of Celine. So checking out. Uh, the Trojans, who have looked impressive after trailing 6 nothing in Week 2 to Beloit. They have put up some numbers. They put up 36 in Week 2. They put up 50 in Week 1. They put up 72 against Ellsworth. And I expect another outstanding performance from Southeast in their district opener because they got a grind coming up. And uh, they got Colby coming in. They got to go to Scott City. They got to go to Goodland. The Trojans are trying to get past where they were last year. I mean, they're doing this with a lot of guys that they had to replace because they made it all the way to the sectional round in Class 3A where they lost to Wesley Fair and Wichita Collegiate. I expect Southeast to continue to do their things as they open up district play with the Russell Broncos. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Russell was one of my one of the teams I voted for in the rankings. They they haven't lost yet and they've they've won they've won just as big as a uh, as Southeast Saline, so that'll be a good one. For me, I'm going to be at two games just like I mentioned earlier. I'll be at Pretty Prairie and Fairfield, the good old rivalry down there in the south part of Rideau County and then I'm going to race up to another homecoming game, El Dorado and Bueller, the number five and six team in four A. Um, I think I think I think both of you got better games than I oh, did, but no. you got you gotta like the ranked matchups. You know, Russell two and one, uh, I believe they have a new coach as well, but I expect I expect my game to be just as good. I just think Southeast is gonna be a little too much, but who knows? I could be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that Junction City game that Seth you have, I think, is also good. I've picked Junction City, I think, every single time, even in the Seaman game, because I picked Seaman as well, but that Junction City game will be good, too. Yeah, yeah, it should be a shootout. 
Yeah, and then and then yeah, I'm gonna have to race my butt off to get to Bueller from Pretty Prairie, which is I think about a 40 minute drive. But we'll make that happen. Uh, and with that, I think that's gonna close out this first taping of this podcast. I appreciate the guys for joining me and forgiving me for my technical difficulties, putting some wires around and everything. But we'll be busy this week. If you say see us, say hi, take a picture for a camera or something. Follow us on our Twitters. Follow us on Twitter. On Mine Twitter. is Billy Watson 4L. It's my middle school Twitter name. I've never changed it. I have. I still got <laughs> to change it. I just don't know what to do it. Uh, Dylan, I don't know what yours is. I forget. And then Seth, uh, shout yours out right now, real quick. Mine is Mine is uh, D Sherwood SJ, and uh, I'm trying to get to that 3,000 mark. It is getting very close. I've gained a couple of followers since the Kansas Wesleyan game, and I'm trying to get 3,000, so uh, let's get it up. 3,000. That, that might be the goal to end 2021 <laughs> is uh, get the, get to that 3,000 follower mark. So um, D. Sherwood SJ, uh, I'm going to be at uh, one of our big cross-country cross meet at Southeast of Saline that are going to have uh, – some really good runners um, southeast of Saline, both on the boys' and girls' side, um, have some really good runners, and they were the Class 3A champions uh, this last fall. And then their boys, who are pretty strong as well, um, won, or have some of their runners that were on the state track team from this past spring. So um, I'll be there, and I'll be marching back down to southeast for, uh, for the – uh, football game on Friday and then the uh, Kansas Wesleyan at Bethany matchup which I expect will be a doozy no matter records so that's that's on <laughs> tap for me uh, this week and for you Seth what's yours and then what else you got going on uh yeah just uh, first my first and last name uh, Seth Kinker S-E-T-H-K-I-N-K-E-R so clean and simple lucky <laughs> Lucky you, and also I want to mention right. we're all not verified, so we're trying to get there, and that's the goal. I'm also just at the point of reaching 2,000 <laughs> followers, so we each have a little bit of goals there. So follow me, Billy Watson 4 else at Seth Kinker, at Dil- was it D Sherwood D Sherwood S J D Sherwood S J our uh, respective magazines and uh, websites. That's gonna do it for our our first taping of the Connect Kansas Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we'll hope to see you out there at the games. Read our content, subscribe. You get one dollar for six months. Hit that subscribe button, and you get all digital access as well. And again, do it. Do <laughs> Some it. Good content. We have cre- creative people and great writers out there across the state. Again, for Dylan and Seth, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you out there at the games.